Welcome to another Take Note podcast, episode 80. My name is Chris Harper. Take Note, the radio program, is heard every afternoon on 88.1 FM on Guam. That Harvest Family radio program discusses a theme or topic from the Word of God between songs. The scripture passage and outline featured during one of those programs is recapped here in about 10 minutes, minus the music. Today, we want to ask you to take note of Acts 26, 9 through 15. The Apostle Paul stands before King Agrippa in our passage of the day. He's facing a series of accusations from the Jews. Agrippa has given him permission to speak for himself, and Paul takes that opportunity to tell his story. We enter the text near the beginning of his defense, and the close of our text today comes before the end of his salvation testimony. Today we'll discuss his encounter with Christ and his disposition toward Christians before he came to know Christ, when he was exceedingly mad, which is our theme from Acts 26, 9 through 15. We chose this specific portion of this account in Acts to highlight a few key ideas. First, that we can convince ourselves of all manner of untrue things. Second, that we can act based upon those untrue things in radical and violent ways. Third, that our rebellion against the truth can be growing when fourth, we have a life-changing encounter with God. And fifth, we become a lover and promoter of the truth without apology. These seven verses and the context nearby seem to confirm these things, and they're definitely worth a closer look once we read the full text. Acts 26, 9-15 through 15. I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem, And many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Whereupon, as I sent to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. We've ended our reading at an inopportune moment, just as Paul begins to reveal Jesus' words in more detail and explain how he was obedient, even to that very moment and this hearing before the king. He was radically changed. But if you've read the New Testament, you understand this. If you're familiar with the Apostle Paul at all, You get it. 
But I wonder if we've considered some of the details in the lead-up to his testimony of salvation. It seems they are worth a closer look, too. Acts 26, 9. I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This text is phrased another way in the ESV. I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How was Saul, which he was called then, convinced? Certainly the crowds of religious people around him played a role. The council and leaders in the synagogue had something to do with it. Wider society might have had an influence. Many things he heard and observed would have told him, first, Jesus is not the Messiah. Second, those who call him the Messiah blaspheme. And third, I have a duty to see this blasphemy ends. It's clear that this was widely believed. And Saul bought in, fully. You will have already noted the problem with this. None of these things are true. He believes lies. But beyond those external influences, Saul convinced himself. He became zealous in his opposition, violent in his every response. But this required significant effort. Acts 26.10 Which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. So he sought permission from the chief priests. He rounded up Christians throughout Jerusalem. He personally saw to it that they were shut up in prison. And when they were put to death, he testified against them. He was diligent in his work here. Remember their crime? Believing and teaching in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Israel's Messiah, the rightful King of Israel, the King of all kings and Lord of all lords, the one who died for not only Saul, but the whole world, the one who rose again from the dead and who loves us. This, one of the most learned teachers in Israel, rejected him when he should have embraced him. But he did more than just this. Acts 26, 11, and I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme and being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Those fellow Jews, which he found believing in the synagogue, he punished. He displayed a raging fury against them, which was far beyond a simple legal argument against them. He hated them. He wanted to see them eliminated. And he tried everything he could to convince them that they should reject Christ, turn on him, and do something more, reject his name publicly. He traveled beyond Israel's borders to chase and harass them. And that chase brought him to Damascus. Acts 26, 12. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests. Saul had no good intentions for his trip to Damascus. His raging fury brought him here. 
the disciples of Damascus were in danger because of him. But Saul was not in charge. Even those chief priests that sent him were not in charge. God was in charge of this trip, and he had plans for this man. He would soon discover what great things he must suffer for Jesus' sake. All the things of which Saul was convinced would soon be washed away. His fury would be quenched. His pride would be brought to humility. The falsehood he promoted and which made him take action would be corrected, and the truth would win out. He would embrace it, bending his knee before Jesus, the wonderful Messiah. And here's where that story begins, Acts 26, 13. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. The most radiant light he had ever seen didn't compare to the radiance of Christ, the light of the world, and the only light that could open blind eyes even the blind eyes of this vicious persecutor. This light and the one behind it knocked him to the ground. Acts 26, 14. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. This persecutor could not be confused about the identity of the one speaking. It could only be Jesus. You persecuted me, Jesus said. And Saul responded, Acts 26, 15. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. For the first time, Saul acknowledges the truth about Jesus. He responds in the way he should have responded when he first heard of him, the way in which every man will respond one day when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Saul calls him Lord, and he will continue to call him Lord, and he will testify of his Lord even at this hearing before King Agrippa. He is changed permanently and gloriously by the Savior, his sinful fury forgiven, and his past, his sins of the past, now are a testimony of Christ rather than his condemnation. He's saved for eternity because he met Jesus. Well, you've been listening to the Take Note Podcast. These few minutes together are brought to you by Harvest Ministries and KHMG on Guam. Our website is khmg.org, khmg.org. In every episode, we ask you to take note of a theme or topic from the Word of God. My name is Chris Harper. Thanks for listening.